0: Guys, I appreciate you pushing that time back a little bit later. Today was kind of a lot of exit meetings with our players, so I wanted to take the time to make sure we spoke with the majority of the players. We still have a handful of that to come back through tomorrow, so I want to make sure I spend enough time with those guys before they get on the road and really start their off season fully. Uh, before we start the questions, I just want to take the opportunity to really thank everyone who's involved with this season, every player, every coach, every staff member, every family member of a, of a team member who was involved in the sacrifice and involved with this as well. And, uh, and especially the fans. And uh, this was a different type of year, not having the fans in the stands. Uh, I can assure you, your absence was definitely noticed. And uh, we've already talked today collectively, players and coaches, about how much everyone's looking forward to next year when we can go ahead and open the gates and fill the stadium. So that being said, I'd like to open any questions you may have that I can like answer. Don't leave me. Hey, Joe. I'll start with a little bit of news that's out there. Patrick Graham. Uh, and interviewing with the Jets. Uh, do you expect you're going to lose Patrick this offseason after the job he did for you? Look, I just want to say this just very clearly, um, kind of on some of the topics I've been, you know, with other things as well. Uh, I'm not now nor will I ever comment on any coaches' jobs, job prospects, or any hypothetical reports about jobs until something is finalized and official. So I appreciate the question. I respect the question. Uh, I think it's easy to acknowledge we've had a number of coaches do a good job. Uh, I probably expect a number of requests for several of our coaches throughout this offseason. Uh, we'll deal with that internally as they come up. Thank you, Ron. Bruce Beckman. Hey, Joe, at your introductory press conference, you talked about you wanted to have a team that reflected the grit of this area. Do you think you accomplished that? You know what? It's funny. We had that conversation last night. Someone asked me the same question in the locker room after the game. Uh, I can absolutely say yes. You know, when I think about the people of this area, I think about hardworking people who wake up every day regardless of circumstance and situation. They have to go ahead and provide for their families. I think about people that work in tough conditions. I think about people who have to work through the COVID era. I think of people who have to go ahead and do things that are tougher for them just to make it better for other people. You know, I think about people who don't have a choice but to finish the job they start. And I think about our players and the way they've played this season and you talk about adversity of going up and down when things aren't always going right, things aren't always peachy. These guys showed up to work every day to work hard. They showed up with a level of commitment. They showed up to make sure they made the decisions that were better for everybody else involved, even when it didn't include themselves personally at times. I think about people that when it was 0 and 5 or 1 and 7, didn't question what the plan was, didn't question what the process was, but they showed up on a daily basis to make sure that they played hard, they worked hard, they earned their paycheck, and that they fought to the end. I think that reflects in the tape you turn on. And it doesn't have to be any quote for me that really says, I think when you turn the tape on, that's the attitude, the identity that our team has, you know, reflected on the play on Sundays. Obviously there's things as a team we always have to collectively improve on going forward. There is no finished product, you never arrive. Uh, however, when you think about this area in terms of what this team should mean to the people out there, um, our guys have worked to make the people of this area proud. That's something that we talked about on a weekly basis. It's something we'll always continue to emphasize along with the history of this program and the players that came before it. But being a pride of people of New York and North Jersey, uh, that's a main focus for the players and coaches in this building. That's something we're always going to go ahead and prioritize in terms of how we work, how we play, and the types of players we have in this building. Forbes, Hey, Joe. Hey, Paul. Um, hey, a couple of things. Um, do you expect to move forward um, with your staff intact, uh, most notably Jason Garrett as your offensive coordinator? And also, um, you expect to move forward next year with uh, Dave Gettleman as your general manager? Again, Paul, I respect the question. Uh, I've enjoyed work with every player or, uh, I'm sorry, every coach and staff member in this building. Uh, but respectfully to that question, I'm not going to comment on any jobs, okay, hypothetical or anything like that until anything's official, okay? Don't read anything into that. I'm just saying point blank. Doesn't matter what the question is. If it's a, about a job of a member of our staff, I'm not going to comment on that at any point now or going forward. Okay, one more then from me. Do yep. you um do you do you label a season a, si- a success or a scale of 1 to 10 whatever your system is and if so what do you grade this season for the Giants? I'm not a grades guy. I'm a I'm a uh, process guy. I'm a steps along the ladder guy of what you have to accomplish. Uh, my number one goal as a coach this year was the foundation and the culture. All right. And the reality in this league is every team, all 32 teams have to start over you know, to start the next season. You can't carry anything over. However, you can build a foundation to build on the next season. You can build a culture in a locker room with the players and coaches that you're working with. I can absolutely say with certainty we accomplished that. We accomplished that with how we worked on a daily basis. We accomplished that with how we held each other accountable as players and coaches. And we accomplished that with how we came to work every day with team first and everything we did. Thanks, Joe. Our Hey, Joe, Hey Uh, within the next couple days, a year ago, I guess, um, you know, this week, a year ago, you would have come in to interview for this job. And I'm curious, a year later, how close do you believe that you were to the vision that you sold this team and this franchise that you would bring in year one and also beyond uh, to set the foundation for what you wanted as a program? Yeah, look, I've, I've stuck true to what I believe in, and I'm going to always do that. I'm always going to do it in my own personality, be myself. But, you know, my vision for this team of being a blue-collar team who's going to come to work every day, uh, that we're going to do it with the right kind of people and the right kind of commitment to the team, that we're going to work to reflect the area, uh, that's something I've stuck to consistently and I'm always going to stick to consistently. And when I talked to ownership when I came on my interview last year, Um, There's nothing that we did this year that I didn't talk about on that day. And at no point did we talk about it being easy, at no point did we talk about it being you know smooth through transition, Uh, but we talked about it being a commitment to the process and building this team the right way from the ground up and laying the foundation and having the team with the right mentality and makeup to fight through the adverse situations and build this thing for a duration and that it's a long-term vision that we're building. You know, I talked at length early on about not taking shortcuts to try to go ahead and feel good about year one in terms of win or loss column, but our job is to win games. Don't make a mistake on that. But we didn't want to take any shortcuts. We want to make sure we do it the right way and that we can build this thing for sustained success over years. Hey, Joe, this isn't groundbreaking insight, but if you look around the league, the best teams score the most points. Uh, You guys were 31st. How do you get from where you are now to to where you need to be offensively? Well, I'd say the process of the next, call it month and a half to two months, Dan, is going to be about us doing, you know, internal self-scouting evaluation, schematically, personnel, how we're using our players, what can we do better. That's going to include not only looking at what we're doing, but also things around the league as well. Um, That's kind of standard throughout the offseason of a lot of teams. Whereas last year we got together as a staff, there was a lot of install to get the systems in as a staff. This year it will be a lot of self-scout and league study to make sure that we can find better ways of using our players, putting them in the best position possible going forward, and making sure we make any playbook adjustments schematically or philosophically going into next year. We want to have all that finalized by the time we hopefully get the players back in the spring, assuming that we'll have some kind of spring with the players. Uh, But to get that start working going forward, that should build into a strong training camp and help us in the season. I don't have a one-word or one-phrase answer for you, Dan. It's going to take a lot of work and study and making sure that we not only look at, you know, what we're doing, but more importantly, who we're doing it with and make sure we always put the players in a position of strength. Tom Rock. Joe, sure, you talked about the, uh, laying the foundation and, and uh, uh, creating the culture, and, and, and you say you, you've done that. What's what's phase two? What's phase two of it? What's the, next, what's the next step? Well, just like I didn't go into step one right here, Tom, I've got – kind of a vision internally that I know where we're going and I've got a process and steps. Obviously we have to improve on the field with some tangible results. We can look at that. We've got to make sure we make progress across the board with personnel and schematics. Uh, but I've got kind of measures in the rungs along the way that I kind of keep task on. And you know I make sure the team's moving in the right direction. So not to be kind of evasive that I answer right there, Tom, but I'm not going to set out some identified goal uh, for everyone to go ahead and measure us against on a yearly basis. And then, just uh, in terms of what Dan just asked you about about the um, uh, the scoring in the offense, you know, how much how much do you want to have some continuity with Daniel in terms of the system that he's going to be playing in twenty twenty one? Yeah, look, I think it's important for all of our players to have a base to build on in terms of schematics. That being said, in all phases, there always needs to be adjustments year to year. You know, the league's always evolving. You're always trying to find more creative ways to do things. So, you know. For any player on the team, notably the quarterback, it's important to have a solid base on it, but they've got to evolve in their careers as we go along the way as well. You can't be afraid of of changes or adjustments within your own systems or schemes, adding different types of plays, finding different ways of being creative within your own personnel. So that kind of ties in all the self-scouting study we have to do going forward to make sure we're doing the best things to help our team going along. Joe, you know, did you think that the Eagles did anything wrong in how they approached last night's game? And can you walk us through just, you know, what you were doing and how you were observing it? You had told us that you were going to be preparing with a Bucs film, you know, kind of watching it as you were doing that. Yeah, look, I'll let Philadelphia speak for themselves on that in terms of how they approach the game. Uh, look, real simply, I was in my office last night. Uh, I watched our film from the game yesterday, and then I was actually watching our uh, first Tampa game with the uh, Philly-Washington game on in the background right there. So, look, there's been a lot made of that game, you know, internal or, you know, from the outside. Let me just be very clear on this. We had 16 opportunities this year. That's it. It's our responsibility to take care of our opportunities and to perform better and execute the situations when they're on our plate. We don't ever want to leave our fate in the hands of anybody else. So, we're not going to make excuses in the organization. Not now, not ever. We had our opportunities. We need to learn from the lessons we have from this year and carry them forward. That's the experience you truly gain. Um, but that's really the most important thing right there. I mean, our opportunities. You know, look, that being said, I mean, obviously players have asked me throughout the day and, and I just can't express that. I think one thing to keep in mind with this season is we had a lot of people opt in to this season. Okay, we had a lot of people opt in. All right, coaches, players, that includes family members as well. All right. so. To look at a group of grown men who I asked to give me effort on a day in, day out basis and to empty the tank, and then I can look them in the eye and assure them that I'm always going to do everything I can to put them at a competitive advantage and play them in a position of strength. To me, you don't ever want to disrespect those players and their effort and disrespect the game. The sacrifices that they made to come into work every day and test before coming in, to sit in meetings spaced out, to wear masks, to have shields over those masks to go through extensive protocols, to travel in unconventional ways, to get text messages at 6.30 in the morning telling them practice is going to be canceled, we have to do a virtual day, okay, to tell them please don't have your family over for Thanksgiving, please avoid Christmas gatherings, we know it's your wife's birthday, let's make sure we put that one off to the off season. There's a number of sacrifices that have been made by all the players and coaches in this league. There's a number of sacrifices that come along as well with the family members and the people connected to them. To disrespect the effort that everyone put forward to make this season a success for the National Football League, to disrespect the game by going out there and not competing for 60 minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win, we will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the New York Giants. Jordan? Joe, uh, what did you learn about yourself in your first year as a coach? You know, I probably got to step back a little bit, Jordan, and kind of, you know, do a self-study on myself, to be honest with you, which is part of the plans anyway. But I don't, I don't think I'm prepared at this moment right now, Jordan, to give you some kind of, you know, quick pin, you know, answer on that. I think I've got to really step back and, and look at our team as a whole. And that's going to tell me a lot more about myself in terms of how I manage situations or I handle different things um, you know, I don't have a quick answer for you on that one right there, Jordan. Maybe I can think about it and give you a better answer later on. I'm not shying away from that. You can ask that again later on if you want to. Um, Patty, I think you had a similar question to that, but it's going to take me a little bit of time to kind of step back and, and really think about it and do an assessment on how I handled everything this year. Um, look, I'm very critical on myself, so I want to sit back and kind of pick apart my own self as well You know, along with myself and help a several key staff members kind of analyze some of the things we did and, uh, and serve us some criticism You know internally as well we'll take two more go ahead jordan going back to what you were talking about before the question before Mm uh have you reached out to anybody with the eagles based on what you said like have you talked to doug peterson specifically no that's not my job i'm focused on new york giants and what we have to do going forward um i just directly respond to you know questions i've been asked throughout the day by players and and making sure that everybody understands you know, our philosophy and what we're going to do here. And when we say that we're going to come to work every day and we're going to make the area proud, and we're going to be a blue-collar team, and we're going to do all that stuff, that, that's not going to be lip service. So we're going to do everything we can all the time to make the sacrifices and the commitment to be successful and to put the players in a position of success. And look, real simply, it's my job as a coach. It's our job as coaches. To give these players some kind of edge or advantage. It's their job to go out there and play and execute and perform. Um, but we, we can't put them on the field and not do everything in our power to give them every advantage possible. We'll, we'll take two more. Uh, Kim, t- Tom, Kennedy. Kim Jones. Hey, Joe. I ask this as someone who, when I first got into television, was so terrible. I thought they were going to fire me within a month, and they probably would have been able to do so with is cleared. Um, is there one do-over you'd want from your first go-round as a head coach that you'd be willing to share with us? Ask that again a little while later, like Jordan's question Kim. I don't want to shy away from that, but let me actually stop and think about it and kind of pick over. I'm not a big regrets person, to be honest with you. I'm really not. Look, there, I'll say this, though. There's not a day that goes by that I don't look at the staff or a player and go, you know what, I screwed that up. Because if I screwed it up, I'm going to let everyone know, hey, that's on me. All right, because I expect everyone to own their mistakes. So, um, in terms of a do over, I think we have to learn from all of our experiences and carry it forward. Um, let me kind of think about it. There's been a couple calls in games that I've kind of come out of the game and said, like, man, Joe, that was pretty stupid. You shouldn't have done that there. There's a better way of doing that. There's always those things. But, you know, sometimes those are more valuable to do and learn from so you never repeat that mistake. Um, if i may follow up joe on that it's not really a follow-up it's a separate question but given this year and how it went and none of us want to repeat it ever but is there a chance you connected better or differently with new people around you meaning staff players the whole gamut at the giants facility because of the challenges that we were all under in 2020 yeah you know what i think there's a lot of truth to that kim i think it's i think that question it holds a lot of merit and i think a lot of it is because we had to be very intentional and how we establish relationships and we couldn't take anything for granted. You know, when you're trying to form a team through Zoom, you know, just like we're doing right now, you have to be very intentional about how you set up the day. You have to be very intentional about how you organize interactions. You have to be very intentional about how you demand guys to learn about each other and be able to speak in front of the team about their teammate and share information. And you have to make sure you set up the team in the right, you know, environment that they have to form a bond. You know, I told the players, I said, guys, my number one goal in spring was to make sure when we showed up in training camp we didn't have strangers. And that was, you know, clearly evident when we saw guys walking down the hallways, you know, shaking hands, slapping high five, and kind of catching up on time. And these were guys that didn't play with each other on previous teams. And that was something that, you know, very early in the process, you could see that our guys were committed to whatever we asked them to do. They did it full speed ahead, and that showed up early on. That really tied over to the other thing I talked about, the big picture goal of, you know, year one coming out with the foundation and the culture. And, uh, look, that, that's a lot harder and it's a lot bigger within the big scope of things, you know, than sometimes, you know, is realized. Sometimes they're just kind of catchphrase words. Everyone says, yeah, yeah, I got you, got you, foundation and culture. But those are really the most important things in any team. And uh, I know, you know, I hear Kelsey talk about it last night after the Eagles game, he had a soundbite talking about the culture of a team. And I think he was spot on with that. You talk about it's, uh, it's truly all about the team. You know, and you have to form that team environment, not just so for the guys that are in the building right now, but for the guys that we're going to bring into the building. Draft picks, free agents, people that we acquire throughout, that it's got to be important to the guys in this building, you know, that the guys who went 0-5, the guys who went 1-7, the guys who fought through those situations, went through year one of this, you know, that whoever comes in here, they have to understand what's expected, not just by the coaches, but by the players as well, the guys who built this and established this and have helped get this going, you know, it's important to those players. It has to be true ownership from the inside. And, you know, when the players buy in and they're part of it and it's their culture, it's their foundation, it's easier to bring guys in and get them acclimated to what you're trying to do. So, you know, in terms of the big picture scope of it, that was very important. And, and going back to your original question of it, yeah, I think going through this kind of virtual – you know, orientation, however you want to form in a team, you know, you had to be, you know, very intentional of it. In a lot of ways, you couldn't take it for granted. And in in that way, it was a lot more effective. Joe, thank you very much. Thanks, Kim. Last one here, Kenovan. Hey, Joe. Um, I only have 10 questions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, The the quick one is, I mean, I assume you've been going year-round since you've been hired. Are you going to give yourself time to decompress, to get to know your family again, to talk it over with a dog, and see what you want to do this year, <laughs> things like that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so look, I, I laid out the calendar for the coaches. To be honest with you, really beyond most of February, there's a lot of unknowns. We don't know what the spring program is going to bring. The combine's not really in concrete yet. We don't know what that's you know solid. You know, we're assuming the Senior Bowl is going to go on. There's a lot of kind of, you know, marker points throughout the year, even the free agency dates, that aren't in concrete yet for us to work on. So we're going to work this week as coaches. Uh, there's a lot of end-of-season reports, player evaluations, some initial scheme evaluations, things of that nature that they're going to finalize by the end of the week. And then I want them to get out of town, you know, to be honest with you. I want them all to get out of here and just, you know, refresh mentally, catch up physically, get some sleep, see their wives, see their kids. You know, look, we got coaches on this staff – who haven't seen family since July. You know, Burton Burns, you know, wife and grandkids are down in, you know, Alabama and weren't able to come up here with the COVID situation. So like Burton hasn't seen his family since July. You know, Amos Jones' family, you know, he's got a kid in high school that's out there in Arizona. He hasn't had a chance to have any interaction on a normal year they would have came out here for games. You know, this has been a weird year because of travel. They've been, you know, without seeing each other. So it's important for me for them to go see their families, reconnect with their wives and kids. I'll absolutely do the same. Um, there's gonna be a number of things that come up on my schedule a little bit different I won't be able to fully step away at all times however there is going to be a period of call it a week two weeks whatever that may be Tom that I am I'm going to go ahead and throw the phone in a drawer which I kind of do and unless your last name is you know Maratish, don't give me a phone call like I'll get in touch with you so you know there's going to be time that you know I'll find time to you know reconnect with the family and, uh, and the kids especially and uh, that's definitely a key part of it you know I think this is kind of a a weird part of the year. To be honest with you, this first week away from the season, our wives really want us out of the building more than in, or out of the house, we say more than in, because we just kind of come back and screw up the natural order of things that get rammed when we're not home. Um, so we kind of want to stay away for an extra week and kind of quit being pest until we kind of decompress from the season and get back into it. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely find some time for myself and my family and make sure we reconnect.